Hi, everyone. This is Chris Ashley. It's great to be back with you. I'm a life coach. I'm an author. My book called Change Your Mind to Change Your Reality, How Shifting Your Thinking Can Unlock Your Health, Your Relationships, and Your Peace of Mind is going to be out uh, roughly at the end of the year. And just really quick before we get started today, go over to changeyourmindtochangeyourreality.com to download my free PDF guide. It's going to help you create, design, manifest the life of your dreams and know exactly what steps to take to get your dream and to get started in as little as a week. So today we're going to talk about language and we're going to look at it through two different lenses. The first one through mantras and the second one through journaling. And language is so, so important because you're casting spells out into the universe when you use language, right? And the same thing goes for the thoughts you think, by the way, that's just as important. So I like to call it casting spells because you're literally spelling, right? You're putting your desires out there into the universe. And humans are consciously, or not consciously, humans are creating all the time, sometimes consciously, sometimes not consciously, but we're never not creating. It's in our very nature to be creative beings. So you can either consciously create and make your life happen for you, or you can unconsciously create. And that's when your fears, um, resentments, worries, doubts, insecurities, envies, those kind of take the driver's seat. Your ego kind of takes the driver's seat, your lens through which you view the world, your beliefs. And all of that dictates the direction that you're going to go. So my book is really about taking your power back and stepping into the driver's seat and driving rather than being driven. So one of my favorite examples about how language is so impactful comes from the Japanese scientist, Mizuru Omote, and his water crystal experiment. And by the way, you can totally look this up online. The photos are fantastic. But um, he, he basically took water crystals, single water drop, and put them in Petri dishes and wrote things on each dish. So some of the dishes would say things like love, peace, beauty, soul connection, uh, harmony. And then other ones would say things like fear, hate, um, I hate you, anger, um, die, you know, all of these terrible things. And then he would look at these water crystals under a microscope. And it was phenomenal because the ones that said, I love you, beauty, like all of these incredible, uplifting, positive affirmations and words, those water crystals were stunning and they were beautiful and they looked like these perfect, elegant snowflakes and they were symmetrical and they were geom um, geometric and just beautiful and just perfect and unique and dazzling. And then when he looked at the ones with all of the negative words and affirmations written on them, they were like sludgy and um, morphed and just really ugly and not beautiful in any kind of way, um, not symmetrical in any kind of way. They were discolored. They were just kind of like gross and they looked kind of gross to look at. And this is so powerful because we are made up of 60% water as humans. So imagine what those kind of thoughts and words can do to a single drop. And then imagine what they can do to your entire body and your entire outlook on life. So one of the ways that I like to use language is to replace mindful uh, or mindless chatter with mindful mantras. So 
you know, we talked about this a little bit in the program last time. We all have these stream of consciousness thoughts sometimes where we're like, we, we start thinking something and we're like, wait, how do we even get here? And we trace it back. We're like, okay, that thought led to that thought led to that thought. And we're not being mindful in any kind of way. It's kind of just unconscious. Like, have you ever been driving and all of a sudden you're like 20 miles down the road and you're like, how did I even get here? That's freaky, right? That's freaky to think other drivers are doing that. It's like your unconscious brain just kind of takes over and you're like, what was I even thinking about during this? So there's a way to train your brain so that during those times of just unconscious just mindless chatter, you can actually be helping yourself create and manifest the life of your dreams and bring more positivity into your life, into your health, your relationships, your career, um, your romance. So I, I did this about 20 years ago and I literally retrained my brain, like Pavlov dog style, like conditioned myself and you can do it too. It just takes consistency. It's not hard at all, but Anytime that I felt my mind starting to wander, I would repeat a mantra. So the mantra that I repeat is love, truth, beauty, trust, harmony, peace. And I actually got those words tattooed on me, also inspired by the water crystals. I'm like, I want to write all those positive words on me too. Um, <clears throat> but I originally got that mantra from Drunglo Melchizedek's The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life, which was, if you've been listening to me for a while, the book that made me awaken when I was 17 years old. So... Anytime I caught my mind starting to wander, I would repeat love, truth, beauty, trust, harmony, peace to myself over and over again. And I did it all the time, nonstop. And now, you know, 20 years later, and I mean, it didn't even take that long. It took like a couple months, but anytime I'm not consciously thinking, and then I like tune in to see what I'm thinking, I'm just repeating those words over and over again. So anytime I'm spacing out, those words are just like on a permanent loop in my mind. And again, like if we think about how language impacts us and how we're all water droplets, right? We're 60% water. And if you're consciously, like unconsciously just saying those words over and over again, like what an impact that has on you, your body, your life. So let's see. Another thing that's really great to do anytime your mind starts to wander or, you know, you just want to use your language to help you kind of up level your life is practice gratitude. Just think about what you're grateful for. And we talked about this in a previous program as well, that you want to tune yourself to the frequency of the life of your dreams. And it's like changing the channel on the TV, right? If you're watching history channel, no matter how many times you hope for animal planet to come on, Animal Planet's not going to come on until you pick up the remote and change the channel. You have to put yourself on that frequency, on that wavelength. And that's what, what we do when we manifest our dream life as well. You can't create from your current life situation. You have to create from that higher frequency of vibration, your dream life. And the universe will bring you things that are on that frequency and keep bringing you more things and more things. So the higher we vibrate, the higher we tune ourselves, the more the universe is going to deliver to us on that level. It's going to deliver to us on whatever level we're at. So again, like we're always creating, right? Whether it's conscious or not, because we are creators. That's what we are. So practicing gratitude is a way to just put you on that frequency, especially if you're grateful for the things that you're trying to manifest. So you know, you might not have it yet in the physical, tangible form. Like it might not be in your hands yet, but if you kind of fake it till you make it, you say, thank you for 
this wonderful thing. Um, you really feel the emotions of having it already. You feel grateful for having it. You feel what it's like to have it. You know, you, um, you resonate on that frequency. You feel the joy, you feel the relief, you feel the just, um, gratitude, any emotions, right. You dress the way that you would have, if you had that thing, you design your house the way, if you had that thing and you do everything you can to put yourself on that frequency. And then the universe delivers it and gratitude. That's one of the quickest ways to get you there. So let's see another way I use, like to use language. If you ever catch yourself kind of judging another person's body, this is a good one. And, you know, we all do it. We make snap judgments of each other, like within like I think three seconds or something, science says that um, within that time of meeting someone, we make snap judgments about them. And rather than thinking negatively about someone else's body or personality or outfit or whatever it is, um, because we all do it, we're all humans, right? Instead, turn the light back on you, turn the spotlight back on you. So what I like to say is, thank you so much for my body. My body is beautiful and perfect right now, exactly as it is. And by expressing gratitude for your own body and the state that it's at right now, right here, right now, you're up-leveling, you're helping to put yourself on that frequency of having that perfect body, right? Because the only reason we judge other people is um, out of jealousy, right? They have what we want. And, you know, it's, it's like when we talk about triggers, like you can't hate or love something about another person, unless that's something you hate or love about yourself, right? It all comes back to you. All, all, all comes back to you. Alan Cohen's one of my favorite authors. And I was just reading, um, one of his books that just totally changed my life in such a great way. It's called the course of miracles made easy. Um, he tells this story about this duck named Pete. And Pete likes to sit on the side of the like path in the grass and quack at commuters in the morning. So one time Alan was sitting on the bench kind of watching Pete and Pete's quacking away. And this woman comes by who's this um, beautiful singer and artist. And she says to Pete, Pete, thank you so much for singing me such a beautiful song this morning. I appreciate that. And then this next woman comes by and she's kind of overweight. And she says to Pete, shame on you. You're always begging for more food. You need to stick to your diet, Pete. And then the third person comes by and it's this businessman. And he says, Pete, always with the questions, 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 questions. When am I going to get some answers? And Alan realized that all those people were just talking to themselves, right? When we, we think there's all these other people out in the world with all these separate personalities and distinct, um, like individualism, but really it's just all reflections of ourselves. You know, people were projecting onto this duck the way they felt about themselves, right? The beautiful singer saw things in this really beautiful lens through, through song, through art. The woman that was struggling with her own body image, um, saw Pete as reprimanding her for, or she was reprimanding him for not sticking to his diet, but she was really reprimanding herself, right? Because that's the way she felt about herself. The way you feel about yourself is how you're going to view the world. And then the businessman, same thing. So, you know, again, you can't hate or love something about another person unless it's something you hate or love about you. So if you're judging someone else's body, turn it on your body, talk about how grateful you are for your body at this moment in time. 
And, you know, I, I recommend using your own mantras. Don't use mine. Um, do something that resonates with you, that feels real to you, feels true to you, because then it's going to be meaningful to you and you're, you're going to resonate with it and you're going to want to use it. And it's going to help you get to that next level. I also like to use what I call my walking mantra. So I like to go for long walks all the time. And when I do, I like to repeat this mantra and I, I have these like visualizations that go along with it. It's kind of like a moving, I mean, it is a moving meditation. So I say, I choose to receive love, light, and healing energy from my beautiful planet and all life on her and all life everywhere. And I imagine this like beautiful white light coming down into the crown of my head. And then I say, and I choose for that love, light, and healing energy to fill me up until every cell of my being is buzzing at its frequency. And then I imagine that light just like flowing through my whole body and I can feel myself buzzing. And I, I always get like chills and goosebumps. And that's how I know that I'm, I'm filled with it. And then I say, and I imagine that love, light and healing energy spilling over into my light body and my energy body. And then I imagine it like flooding out into this big bubble around me, like maybe you're at eight feet or so. And until I'm completely encapsulated in this ball of white light. And then I say, I choose to open my heart up and send out love, light, and healing energy to my beautiful and amazing planet Earth and all life on her and all life everywhere. And I imagine this um, tube of white light just coming out of my heart space, like my heart chakra, and just flowing out into the world. And then I say, I choose to open myself up to be a channel of love, light, and healing energy, letting the love, light, and healing energy flow within me, without me, um, in a continuously flowing cycle while always keeping the exact amount of love, light, and healing energy for myself that I acquire right now. And it is so, and then I imagine that whole pattern, like the light coming down into my head, flowing through my whole physical energetic light body and then flowing out my heart space and meeting up with all of this other light sent out from all of these other light workers and healers around the globe. And I can just feel the chills, even just saying it right now. I, I just, I, it makes my body like vibrate. I get goosebumps, but can you imagine what the world would be like if everyone did that every day? You know, I can't remember if I talked about it. Um, in one of these sessions or just in one of my little TikTok videos that I do, those little three-minute ones. But there was this experiment done in Washington, D.C. in 1993 where um, a couple hundred people meditated on peace for two months. And that was the crime capital of the U.S. at the time. And rapes and homicides and violent crimes were on the rise. And these researchers um, measured the rates of crime before and after this mass meditation on peace and the crime rate fell by 23%. And so did emergency room visits, so did um, traffic accidents. And then they repeated this, this experiment in prisons, in schools, in regions, um, including the Middle East during wartime, um, in cities all around the world. And they kept getting the same results, so much so that they figured out the exact number of people it takes to meditate on peace in order to reach a tipping point. And that's the square root of 1% of a population. So, you know, we are powerful. Like if everyone just sent out some like love and light and peace and healing energy to the planet, 
even just once a week, the world would be such a different place. You know, I think that's the difference between older generations, like our parents and the younger generations where older generations are like, no, to fight for a cause, you have to go out, you have to fight for it. We have to organize, we have to protest. And the younger generations are starting to wake up more. And they're like, no, all of this change starts within you, right? You change yourself, you vibrate higher and you affect the people around you, your family, your friends. And they see that and then they vibrate higher and they affect their communities and then their cities and their countries in the world. And like, that's how we raise the consciousness of humanity. That's how we save the planet. And it all starts within you. You know, nothing outside of you is going to fix anything at all. All all starts with you in your own consciousness. Um, You know, rising tides. What is it? Rising tides lift all ships. I love that quote. So I want to pivot over to journaling. So that was mantras. And again, I encourage you to find your own mantras that resonate with you. Use them. Uh, So journaling is just also so powerful. Writing down the things that you want to manifest is potent, right? It's casting your spell out into the world in a way you're thinking it, you're writing it. Something about putting pen to paper is just magical. And it just, it's how I've gotten everything in my life. That's how I manifested my husband my jobs, every salary down to the exact penny, um, the exact temperature on the day of my wedding, just everything. Um, I've been journaling since again, I was like 17. Um, so yeah, I like to keep a journal next to my bed and it's nice to make it kind of a sacred space that you write in. Um, you know, you could put a picture of like a pet. I got my doggy here behind me right now. Um, you could have like a little, Crystal, I have some of those on my bedside table as well. A Himalayan salt lamp, um, a candle, incense, whatever just feels right and meaningful and sacred to you to just kind of make that a really beautiful, special place. Um, And so the journaling technique, there's two journaling techniques that I teach my coaching clients. Um, This first one is, you know, kind of like one-off things that you're trying to manifest. Like I just mentioned, like my husband, um, a salary for a specific job, a specific role or position, uh, temperature, you know, if you're someone you love or you are traveling, kind of just putting a little more safety around them out into the universe. And then the other, the other way that I teach my coaching clients to journal is a technique that's going to help them get their dream life. It's like this big sweeping picture of the life of their dreams. And this is kind of the more one-off one. And they're both really equally important. So this one, um, I like to divide into, well, I do divide into three parts. Choose it, affirm that it is so, and then feel gratitude for it. So for example, if I'm manifesting, since my dog is right here, that my dog lives a long, happy, and healthy life, I would say I choose for my dog to live a long, happy, and healthy life. My dog is living a long, happy, and healthy life. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful, so thankful that my dog is living a long, happy, and healthy life right now, and it is so. And I always end with right now, and it is so, because the universe doesn't know time. Time is a man-made construct in our 3D world, and all time is really happening simultaneously, right? Past lives are parallel lives, and it's really mind-blowing to think about and wrap your head around, but you don't really have to understand it to live by that principle. So by saying right now, it is so you're saying, you're telling the universe, like, this is when I want this thing. 
Because you might be manifesting your dream job and the universe is like, okay, I'll give her a dream job in 10 years, in five years. Oh, you want it today? Okay, today is when it's going to happen, right now. So again, it's about choosing it, affirming that it's so, feeling gratitude for it, and then right now and it is south. So the language that you use when you journal, again, this whole, this whole topic is about language and it's really important as well. So I hear a lot of people say when they're manifesting, I want this thing and they don't get what they're trying to manifest. And that's because saying that you want something implies a state of lack right now in the present moment, because if you want it, then you don't have it right now. So again, you have to be very specific with the language that you use when you talk to the universe. So instead, I like to use the word choose. Like I choose to have this right now instead of I want this because choose is you're confidently making a decision. This is what you want. You're deciding rather than saying you want something that you don't have in this moment. Um, Other language things to just be mindful of is double negatives are a big no-no for sure. So you might say, I choose to not lose my job, but the universe can't understand all of that. You want to be simple, straight to the point. Don't try to get fancy. Don't try to get poetic with the universe. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just simple, clean, straight to the point. So just say, I want it. I choose to keep my job. That's it. I choose to keep my job. If you say, I choose to not lose my job, the universe hears lose my job. Same with something like saying, I choose to not have cancer anymore, or I don't have cancer anymore, even affirming it. First of all, you're claiming cancer, right? And we don't want to claim a disease ever because the universe is like, oh, that's your disease. It belongs to you. But again, the universe can't understand those, those double negatives. So instead, just talk about what you want rather than what you don't want. I choose to be healthy. That's it. Choose to be healthy. Another one that I hear people use a lot that kind of gets them caught up in this place where what they're manifesting isn't coming true or they're trying to manifest isn't coming true is using words like going to, going to have, um, I'm going to have my dream house in three years. But when you say going to have it, it implies that this thing is always out in front of you and it's always this distance away and you're never like when do you catch up to it because it's always out there in front of you it's always out in the future somewhere so again i choose to have my dream house just confidently affirm it that's what this is about and then feel the feeling of having it as you're writing that's like the magic little sprinkle on top ingredient like the fairy dust put yourself in the state of having it Feel that you have it. Feel the emotions. And emotions are how you really tune into that higher frequency. Last bit of advice, life is fun. Make it a game. You can have fun with this. You can bring into your life anything that you desire. It is a game. It's fun. Um, Have a good time with this. And test it out. Like Test it out on something small. I like to tell my clients to manifest a milkshake. You know, tell the universe, like, I choose to have a milkshake and feel that cold condensation cup in your hands, like feel yourself sucking through the straw, like how thick it is. It takes a minute and then feel that coldness. Maybe you get a brain freeze, like put yourself in the state of having a milkshake and then don't go out and like try to buy a milkshake, like sit back, see what happens. Let the universe bring you a milkshake and you will be amazed. And if you keep doing this with small things, it's going to reinforce to you that this is true. This is true. This is true. And then you're going to build up that belief where you believe it without any 
any doubt in your mind. And then you can ask for big ticket items. But the truth is the universe doesn't know the difference between small ticket items like a milkshake and a big ticket item like a house. You place different meaning on that with your mind. So the only reason you have trouble manifesting bigger things versus smaller things is because you've decided that that's more difficult. You've decided that takes more time. You've decided that X, Y, and Z has to happen first, right? I hear my clients say all the time, like, I have to make $100,000 before I make $200,000. Like, no, you don't. You have that belief. So it's going to be true for you, but that's not how the way the universe works. Okay. This is getting really long. So I'm going to wrap it up again, go to change your mind to change your reality.com. Download my free PDF guide. Um, all that's going to happen is you're going to be asked to join my newsletter and I won't spam you or anything like that. I promise. Um, but once you put your email out in email address in, you'll get your free PDF guide and I hope you enjoy it. And thank you so much. Please subscribe, follow, share. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day.